welcome to the Avid Cat Show, a place where friends geek out over the nerdy things we love sometimes with cats. Fake cat. I don't see no cats. I'm your host, Stephanie Katz. With us tonight, Zach. That's me over here. And Peter. Hi, I murdered Tom. Something happened. Jesus. He may have been unalived. We are not clear. Yeah. And Peter just confessed on a recorded medium. All right. Uh, well, I do live like five hours away, so... I don't think that would have happened. Uh, we have like three. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty flimsy alibi there, sir. It sounds like hearsay to me. From where we live, uh, no, it, it's five hours from where we live. I just drove back to watch dogs. Ooh. Gross. Yeah. We don't talk it's about it. dogs on this podcast. It's a cat-centric <laughs> podcast. We are kind of their natural enemy, aren't we? Oh. <laughs> uh, natural enemies, that's no. Fucking. I remember Cats versus Dogs. That was a great movie. Yeah. The, the second one was so bad. Did you see the second yeah. one? Yeah. There was so a bad. third one, too. They're all off. There was not a third one, was there? I'm pretty sure there was. Hold on. You're fucking lying to me. I barely remember the first one. Oh, the first one was so good. Can't believe I, I have to I'm pretty sure it's the same cat from Stuart Little. Probably. <laughs> pretty sure it's the same actor cat from it's Stuart Little. Oh, that would surprise me. I believe its name is Snowbell. See. Not snowball, snowbell. It is. It is definitely not. It's not. No. no. Damn. Uh, I need to see. Yeah, list of cats and dogs films. No. There is cats and dogs from two thousand one. Cats mm-hmm. and dogs: The Revenge of Kitty Galore from mm-hmm. twenty ten. And then in twenty twenty, there was cats and dogs threes. Pause. Unite. Fuck that. No. <laughs> no. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Hard pass. You can't see it, but even Mr. Kitty was done with the shit. He looked away. He's like, that <laughs> smells like shit to me. <laughs> so, well, it, off that diatribe to start off with, we didn't even get into the show yet, and we're already on, uh, already on tangents. What do you got for us tonight, Miss Stephanie? Whatever you guys want to talk about. Whatever we want to, whatever we want to talk about. Well, I want to sounds... mention this real quick because I think this gets dark. Um, so the first two Cats and Dogs movies have the same cast of, like, characters. Not the same actual voice cast. Most of the people from the first one failed out to the second one. But in the third one, there are no returning characters. Do you think those dogs are all dead? I'm pretty sure all the actor dogs are dead, yes. (laughs) Well, those dogs were CG'd, but, um... Um... Well, for, like, the the, the, any close-up bits, the far away ones, yeah. But But there was definitely... the dogs are now too old to still be alive. Oh, and even in-universe, those dogs are dead, yes. Yeah. In real life, those dogs are also dead, sadly. But even in-universe, I don't care what technology they got for cats versus dogs. Unless they're putting these... Unless every dog that ever, quote-unquote, goes away to the farm really does go away to a farm and they're really extracting them out and leaving some weird dead clone for the humans to cry over, um, those dogs are dead. Those dogs are very dead. <laughs> Dogs live an average of 12 years on a good dog. Well, if we're going to just start off with random tangents. Uh, so the penis <laughs> in the first yeah. episode of The Boys was a practical effect. And you all need to know that. Peter, I know that you have been traumatized by the comics, so you don't, you're not going to watch the show. Yeah. You've already had enough of that. I don't yeah. know if that's an actual scene in the comics. No, but there is a scene where some where Homelander's ejaculation blows up a woman's head like a shotgun. So, 
So sort of, oh, it, sort it, of similar thing. Um, so um, there's a shrinky they, guy. They start they start off with the Ant Man type character, um, and the you know the Billy Butcher crew. The boys. Um, Minus Huey. They're they're trying that. Well, no, Huey sent them on on the mission. Yeah, Huey's in charge now, apparently. He, but so they, they're trying to go find evidence so they can get him in trouble or whatever. And it's him and this dude. And it starts off with them snorting a bunch of coke. And then the one guy's like, I want you inside me. And I was getting ready for like some homoerotic stuff. But instead, uh, ter- Termite shrunk down and like crawled up this guy's penis. Urethra. And yeah. then... It, it, it would be sounding, I believe, is the... Uh the technical name of the technique and then because of the cocaine he sneezed and blew the guy to pieces he sneezed and grew back to his normal size and blew the guy in half basically and i just happened to be scrolling through stupid shit on the internet to find out that they actually built a large scale model of the penis so that the guy could climb inside of it to look practical yeah 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 thanks eric kripke appreciate it bro and that's when we decided. How do you guys like this show? <laughs> the acting is great. So, in my defense, we watched that episode, and I went, "And that's enough of that for today. I am not in the headspace to watch this show." I don't even remember what we used as a palate cleanser, but we watched something very dumb after that, if I remember correctly. <laughs> it, I don't even remember. It was. Uh, I think actually, you know what? No, we we started watching Property Brothers after that. That's that's how hard of a turn we took. It was like, nope, nope, we're we're gonna watch some HGTV. Yeah, that is that's safe. That's that's comfortable. Show me how to remodel a home. Yeah, instead of splattering it like a Jackson Pollock painting with some guy's entrails. Um. So yeah, this season of the boys seems like it's going to be intense. Um, Supposedly, though, that is as intense as it gets from some people I've talked to. It kind of yeah, I think it's leveling out to get more ridiculous because they are doing like basically what is one of the worst parts of the comic books. But they're in not this season. But they're not they're doing not. it as bad as it was. No, in the comics. they're not doing it at all. I thought they were. No. I mean, they might be calling it a, the same thing, and it might have, like, some similar beats, but Eric Kripke straight up said that doing that storyline does not fit into the storyline of the arc they're going with this season, so they are not doing that. Good. Good. But, yeah, so we watched... We, we've, we've only watched one episode of The Boys. Uh, it's probably going to take us a little while to finish up this season. <laughs> I, out of curiosity, um, at this point, if you could only have one or the other, um, would y'all prefer more boys or more Invincible? I think I'd prefer more Invincible. I thought the uh, character development in that was really intriguing. Um, we've gotten a little bit more of the boys, I will say, which, which has helped on that one, which is I'm like, oh, hey, I want them to finish the story kind of thing like that. But the Invincible was just so well done and it really was it was beautifully animated for the most fucked up things that it could be but it was beautifully animated and it's just i i do appreciate a good animated properly property when it's done correctly yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna i would say i would if you could only have one i'd go with more invincible over more boys 
fair enough. But I'm, uh, no, I'm you, indifferent, honestly. You're indifferent. Like, so uh, I will give this warning, having read the comics. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but if it goes the same route as the comics, I don't think y'all are going to be in for much of a satisfying conclusion to this series. To the boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I figured. Yeah. It, it, it's the nature of the, the author. Um, he hates that type of medium. It, it, he just can't do it very well. It, it, it's why I steer cleared of all of his comics runs besides the Punisher Max. Um, but a lot of his original work, too, like Crossed, is well and truly disgusting. Wait, he uh, did Crossed? He did Crossed, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that. Because I, like, the... I read, like, two issues of that, and I'm like, wow, no. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what you would be in for with more boys. That, okay. that That's what it is. It's that, but superheroes. It's just going to get worse. Exactly. It, okay. That's, that's all the boys does is it escalates to get worse and worse over time and you just don't really get a satisfying conclusion where with Invincible because it's written by someone who actually enjoys the medium and knows how to write good deconstructions of things you know the same guy that wrote the Walking Dead comic Yeah, you get much more of a satisfying conclusion yeah. you know what's really funny the one person in the, my office that I've been talking to about the boys um, they actually really really like the boys and think that it's well done Minus the some of the more extreme gore things, because they also hate everything superhero. Uh, that's what this is for, right? Yeah, I it, mean, it, it's no. kind of, it, it's not really for fans of superheroes. Yeah, it it's for people be. who are tired of the fucking MCU. That's what this is for, basically. <laughs> and I will say, yeah, we're definitely going to watch the season mostly because Stephanie wants to see Jensen Ackles' butt on screen. <laughs> um. But we may we may give it up after that. She's like, I just saw it. We're good. Screen grab it. We're co- we're solid. Don't need any more of that. I'm pretty sure I could just go find it on the internet right now. I don't. We don't even need to watch anymore. Yeah. So we'll be. I'll be interested to see where the boys goes this season. Because yeah, if that's the first episode, it's gonna be something else. I want to know what's gonna happen to Chief. In Halo. Oh, in Halo. Wow, you jumped real hard. Wow, I was like, I did. Chief. You're just not doing transitionings, huh? All right. We're, I was just, we're just going with it. You're just, just going. Let's go. It. Fuck it. We're just going to see where this goes. Her segue is out of battery. That's why we did not get <laughs> anything there. So, Chief, Master Chief from Halo? Yeah. You want to talk about him now? Yeah, I want to talk about Halo. And what's, what is... You want to get the boys out of your fucking head? No, yeah. I will say. All right, so spo- spoilers for you, Peter, because you haven't watched it and you're not going to watch it, so I don't really care. Um... <laughs> They did. They killed Chief. They didn't kill Chief. They killed Chief. John. He went sleepy time. John is dead. Cortana took him over. Well, he told her to because shit was going sideways. And the only way that they could get the artifact and save all the Spartans was for Cortana to take him over. So, yeah, John is at least brain dead. But but Cortana also, like... um, betrayed Halsey and was like, yo, fuck that bitch. She crazy. Which was nice. I did enjoy that part. But and then they did And then the chick you hate is dead. Which which Mickey. One? How'd she die? Um she got murdered by a prophet. Fair no, enough. One of the Spartans shot her. I think oh. it was Kai. Yeah, Kano, yeah. The Spartan shot her because her she touched the artifact and Chief stopped fighting because He broke. Because he got all, so, he went crazy and his brain traveled to the halo without his body. 
So he was getting shot over and over again. So they murdered McKee so that she would not be touching the artifact anymore so that the connection would be lost so that Chief could fight people. And then Chief goes, oh no, I'm not going to be able to fight all these people because they literally have an entire Covenant armada slash army descending on this uh, basically hidden planet. It's like it's hidden inside of some weird um, gravitational field. A Covenant planet. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's, got, it's not a Covenant planet. It's a Forerunner planet for sure, but the Covenant have co-opted it and found it and using it. So they're trying to, they're trying to set off the, um, these artifacts so they can find the ring, right? And so the, the Spartan or Silver Team, yeah, Silver Team drops in and goes to take him out. And they're going to, all three prophets are there and they're going to take out the prophets and do everything like that too and stop the, from going. And then, of course, just more and more, it looks like a team firefight on like from Halo Reach Up kind of thing like that, where it's just waves and waves of progressively harder enemies keep coming at them and they yeah. keep getting lower ammo and everything like that. And it's great. They do pick up some Covenant weapons and blow some fuckers up. It's great. Yeah. Um, I did we enjoy that. And then, then they go full. They go full. You're controlling Master Chief. You're the best fighter ever. Kind of th- thing right at the end because Cortana takes over his body and is using all of her skills to make him perfect. And he fucks everything up. He is just. She destroys everything, and it's amazing. It's really. It visually was really cool. It's obvious where they spent 90% of the budget on this show was in the last episode. And that's probably why there was a couple of filler episodes that were so fucking slow that pissed me off. I don't know if they were necessarily worth having me to go through that. They probably could have just cut those and made it four episodes and it would have been fine. Um, But it did look really cool at the end. You got a full-on Master Chief moment just going to town, going ham on some alien faces. And it was pretty solid. See, but I think the filler episodes were worth it because it allowed everyone a chance to get something different out of it as opposed to it just being like... For the fans. I, yeah, for the actual video game fans. I get it. It, I think it does actually stand pretty well by itself as a standalone property. Um, set in the quote-unquote Halo universe, I guess. It'll be interesting to see. I think a lot of the setup that they did in those filler episodes will set up for season two to like bring Chief back and do stuff like that. So I'm with I mean, is there any implication that Cortana taking over would make Chief go away? Yes. That's the whole point. She she literally has now taken over and is controlling his neural pathways. Yeah. She is now his quote unquote soul. But I, I, what I'm saying is, like, does it ever get expressly stated that if Cortana does this, John is gone? Yes, that no, is okay. She, her exact words were, "If we do this, I don't know if I can bring you back." Halsey heavily implied when they first implanted her, that's the reason that uh, she didn't give her full access right away, was because Halsey also believed that she believed at least that if they fully utilized Cortana, that there would be no bringing John back. Okay. Uh, so I guess it's not technically official, so they're definitely going to bring him back. There was no 100% official word. It was a, it was one of those cop-outs, like, we don't know what will happen. So uh, I, I've been fairly vocal in the show that I just haven't been enjoying it. Like, there's bits and pieces, like, well, this is entertaining, but I just couldn't get into it. Um, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Is The Phantom Menace a good movie? Uh, by rules of cinema, no. No. By enjoyable... Is the Obi-Wan versus Maul fight really fucking good? 
uh, only if you start with the part with Qui-Gon there, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so. Uh, is the pod race scene one of the coolest things in cinema ever? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Or and those it, those would account for maybe about 20, 30 minutes of the actual runtime. Two-hour runtime, yeah. Um, so most of it is still terrible, but we have two really fucking solid bits. And with the Obi-Wan, uh, Qui-Gon, and Maul fight, that's getting intercut with a bunch of other kind of boring shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, my point being is Phantom Menace isn't a good movie. But it has two really good scenes. And to me, that doesn't make it like worth it. I'll just Google those individual scenes. I'll still watch it again. Yeah. Just for continuity's sake. Because even when people ask for, like, how do you watch the Star Wars movies? Like, well, if I want to watch them all in one go, it, it's four, five, two, three, six. And then I skip seven, eight, and nine. And one. Oh, you <laughs> skip one completely, too? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you have to go watch Halo. Oh, I'm not saying you are either. I, no, I just, I'm just saying I, I enjoyed how they handled the medium. My, my point wasn't so much like, oh, you're wrong to like this. It's just like, I don't necessarily think that a really good finale, which John being dead, even if it's a cop, like a bullshit thing that they're going to fix in the next season, that, that honestly makes me angrier. Because it's like, oh, you left it on a cliffhanger that had nothing to do with the ring itself. It's all about bringing John back. Well, no, they have the yeah. they ha they pretty much have the coordinates for the ring now. I like it better than when they find it on accident. I feel, I I I, I don't like that the humans were looking for it. I kind of like it better well, the, the idea humans, that they accidentally the happened upon it. They weren't looking for the ring. I don't even think they actually know what the ring is. What they were looking for was a weapon to destroy the covenant. They were looking for Halo. Halo is when they first right, got but to they don't ring. they don't actually call it Halo until they're like. Oh, the the symbol that the artifact makes when John touches it is a halo. But they don't actually know what it is they're looking for. Yeah, uh, I will say I like the books better on that one because, yeah, they like Peter said, they basically do randomly find it. Um, if you go on the books, they have to, they are, again, they do actually steal some artifacts from the Covenant, basically. And yeah. Cortana analyzes them and she goes, oh, that's weird. There's some coordinates on here. When I make this blind jump through slip space in order to try and hopefully lose the covenant from and lead them away from reach and not to earth, I'm just going to use those random coordinates because that might be fun. And then they show yeah. up and she's like, oh, shit, the covenant's already here. How is that possible? Oh, what's that giant halo looking thingy over in the corner? So I do. I am with you on that one. I kind of like the, that it was that was kind of random on that one. But like I said, this is a completely different. It's a di different take on the whole thing. I don't think. Overall, I think I'm agree with you, Peter, that I think, yeah, I don't know if it was a great show overall. It had some amazing scenes, and I think that it makes up for it enough for me that I'll watch season two. Fair enough. What if this is like a Star Wars Rebels scenario where season one just is bad, but the rest of the show is really good? Then I'll wait for you to confirm it for me. I will say that is that is true with Rebels. The <laughs> first season is... First season is ass. It's you so, just need to watch the first and last episodes, and that's fucking it. It's so <laughs> trash. But yeah, season so just, two is so just, fucking good. Just right? skip. Just skip everything you haven't watched, and just go watch the very last episode of Halo. That, honestly, maybe the last two. The last two were pretty good. Yeah, but I think you can get the recap just from watching like the it before um, the episode starts, could, and I think he'll have a perfect idea of what is going on. I think you'd be fine. You're right. I. I and that's a little that's a little scathing 
uh, against the series as well on that one. <laughs> but again, like she said, Star Wars Rebels season two was fucking amazing. I almost it didn't continue watching because first the first season was so bad. I'm like, oh, this really is just a terrible kid show and they're just kind of grabbing for it. Okay. And then uh, I'm like, okay, we'll watch season two episode. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I see where they're going with the show now. All right, this is good for me. Okay, yeah, a lot better very suddenly. I will continue watching dollar. all of this. I will still not watch the one that's set between episodes seven and eight, but I always forget the name. Resistance? Yeah, I won't watch that one. Oh, yeah, that Resistance show. I, I, I haven't heard it. anything good about Resistance. Um, I heard that the animation style is interesting. That's... It, was, it wasn't even good. It was interesting. <laughs> interesting. That's not exactly a compliment, is it? <laughs> it's kind of like anime. But is it good? Yeah, okay. Oh, did you know they're doing a season two of of Star Wars Visions? That I'm excited for. A second season of Star Wars Visions? Yes. Are they going to continue in, from any of the previously done episodes? I don't know. There's a couple that I'd like to see go on. The other ones, there's a couple other ones that I would that I would enjoy. Just I don't need anything more about those fucking twins. That was <laughs> weird. Yeah, I don't need any more of that. Yeah. I'm but give me a little more Ronin so I can try to enjoy it again. Hey, now the- I, I did go back to it after leaving it alone for several months. Because I told you, I, a big part of it is I watched it too many times in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, this is a lot better than I remember it being because I haven't burnt myself out completely. <laughs> yeah. I will say, again, the what we were talking about, does one scene actually save it? The one scene where he makes the weird lightsaber, like like he loads his lightsaber like it's a fucking gun, was sick as hell. Again, but that's just some giant fighting robot anime style stuff that I'm like, I enjoy that no matter what that is. I, it, does, yeah. it could be the worst plot ever. It could be in Japanese with no subs and I would still go, yeah, okay, that sounds cool. All right, that was good work. But yeah. does the one scene make up that whole thing? No, no, it doesn't. No, no, no. it does not. What's the other one they're doing? Because they're doing another um, animated show for Star Wars to another animated anthology thing that I just read about. What is the name of that? They just oh they just announced it. Tales of the Jedi. That one. That one. Which that one sounds interesting because we're gonna get some more uh, Qui Gon intimate looks at like Qui Gon and Mace Windu and stuff like that, which I'm kind of interested at. But uh, so I it does say three episodes. There's gonna be six episodes total. Three are gonna be about Ahsoka. Three are gonna be about Dooku. Is that it? Yeah. I think, well, well, we'll get some of the, well, we'll get more Plo Koon because of the Ahsoka ones. Well, we'll get more for, we will get Qui-Gon from the Dooku ones too, won't we? Ooh, we'll get Qui-Gon for sure because wasn't, yeah, because Qui-Gon was Dooku's apprentice? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yes, because Obi-Wan is Dooku's grand apprentice. Yeah. It's, yeah, he does kind of weirdly view Obi-Wan as his grandson in it, like Attack of the Clones. That is 100% a thing. <laughs> He basically is like, hey, so I am totally evil. Um, Fucking Jesus Christ. Christ. Sorry, oh, guys. Cat got, <laughs> got the mic. Cat got the mic. He uh, he was needy, and now he's orange, and now he's the only thing in the screen. Uh, he did, yeah, he did definitely try and go, hey, so uh, your dad's dead, but good old grandpa's over here running the galaxy. You want to hang out with me and... Uh, Stab some shriveled prune so we can rule the galaxy as father and son. <laughs> Grandfather and son, maybe? I don't know. Uh, rule it too. Sounds good. Cool. So, in reference to Star Wars Visions, they have actually released a few pops around that series. Oh, did they? Um, 
Yeah, so they've got uh, one for the Ronin, which comes with him and his droid. Um, and with it being a black and white pop, but the blade is red. The blade is red? Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, they've got one with the Ronin with a t-shirt, and then they've got the two twins. And I'm like, you know what? I get the Ronin. The Ronin's the most popular one. You used it all the time in the trailers. But why would you grab the twins? They both look like weird off-brand Darth Vader's. We didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, it was unnecessary. I, I would have rather gotten F from the Village Bride. I, I really did enjoy their really stupid uh, Siamese twin um, fucking Star Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the cloud car on Bespin, but it's a Star Destroyer. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. That middle part seems pretty critically important. I feel like you could get absolutely ruined very easily. <laughs> Somebody just blows up one rivet in there. That feels like that whole thing's falling apart, right? So then maybe do they got two ships? I don't know. How does it work? Anyway. I feel like if we get a season two and they do continue off of the twins episodes, we're going to get like some sort of weird Voltron Jedi thing in the future. <laughs> oh my God. If there, if there is like some giant combining uh, laser uh, lightsabers. All right. I'm I might then suddenly like that episode. Yeah. <laughs> five mini, five mini lightsabers uh, joined to form one giant lightsaber. Oh man! But it's like of all the because there are so many interesting designs for characters throughout that series, and you picked the Ronin, good choice. But then you picked the twins; their designs were boring. Like, well, people do. But they were unique. But they they were unique. They weren't though. To the other ones, the other ones all looked like Jedi mostly. Well, so yeah, F in the Village Bride is she's got the like weird sci-fi ninja mask that I liked. Oh, that, oh I, I forgot more, about Much her. more wearing, like, the samurai robes than just the traditional Jedi robes. Uh, oh, uh, one of them is the guy from, uh, like, the dude wielding, like, the two lightsaber knives things. The Sith. I, can't, I, I don't know if his character was named. The bald dude. I don't, uh, I don't remember. Uh, if it was, it was like, in the last episode. I'm grabbing it real quick. This motherfucker. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. I just, I don't think he was ever named. Oh, you just send that to us? Yes, I did. All right, let me look. I'm trying to remember who you're talking about. Oh, that motherfucker, the crazy old one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, But he, I don't think he had a name. I don't I, think so either. I don't. He's I, just I, called the elder for his pop. Yeah, that sounds right. Because they, they just they that's what he that's what they first called him before he revealed that he was a Sith dude. But he wasn't and a lot of them have names that are just not explained very well. Just like, like every Star Wars medium ever? Well, yeah. But like like I was... Because I'm using the name for the character from the Village Bride. Her name is technically F. <laughs> like just the letter F? Or is it Just e the letter F. <laughs> are you sure it's not pronounced F? <laughs> Who is that? Oh, that's F. <laughs> hey, F. Get over you here. Know, she could be from a weird. She could be from a planet with some weird traditions. It could happen. Maybe in her language, f is pronounced differently. <laughs> yeah. You never know. By the way, I have read a good amount of that Ronin book now, and it is actually really solid. Right, so I would be a down for some more of that. Hey, right. Duke Duke. Duke Duke wants to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi. I was about to say. Speaking of things, I'd be uh, down for. Oh, we're going to an actual transition this time. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. So Before I started watching, I saw like a lot of really negative reviews about it. What the fuck was going on? Um, Star nobody Wars likes fans, Reva. Star Wars Reva. fans are the worst Star Wars fans. Nobody likes Third Sister. 
Apparently, yeah, she's a bad actress. They think that the uh, character is written poorly, and they think that she's unnecessary and is taking screen time away from the titular um, hero of the show, Obi-Wan motherfucking Kenobi. I think she is a little Anakin in training. Villains always get attention in Star Wars. Um, I will say I do hate the character, but I think that's down to the actress doing a phenomenal job because oh. she's a bad guy and I'm supposed to hate her. I, that's what I was about to say. I'm like, I think I only hate her because guess what? You're supposed to fucking hate her. You're supposed yeah. to go, who is this bitchy Mc... bitch face? Well, Unlike Vader, who has like, got a lot of red- redemptive stuff to him, with the Inquisitors, you use, like they're pretty like just nefariously evil. There's not a lot of like redeeming qualities oh the, she's definitely gonna get redeemed by the end of the show though i don't think i so. extremely doubt it i think she's probably going to die most likely even the grand inquisitor the closest one of any of the inquisitors to getting redeemed i would say besides the one in fallen order he still only gets redeemed as like a force ghost yeah but i'm still thinking i they've now confirmed disney apparently has now confirmed that uh she's gonna be getting her own spinoff show could be a flashback. Again, that's what most most of the complaints on that one is. Oh, is this show going to be uh, able to focus? Uh, it's it's going to be called Reva, but it's going to focus on o- the uh, the trials and tribulations of Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Because that's what I everybody's mean, it... pissed about. Is like this show's called Obi Wan, but we spend all this time on this girl. I'm like, yeah, because she's got a beef against Obi Wan. The whole point of the show is what's the beef against Obi Wan? Right. It's the fact that he trained Anakin and that Anakin definitely tried to murder her in the uh, Jedi Temple. Though that yeah. Ob- okay. How do you don't know that? That's one hundred percent what it is. Well, how do you know that? Because she's the black girl at the beginning in the opening scene of that everyone's getting murdered at the uh, Jedi Temple. That's definitely her that was protecting the other younglings. Yeah, it's one hundred percent her. That's young Would version. Would not doubt that even a little bit. I like that we're getting a really nice look into Leia and Obi-Wan's relationship and backstory. And I think it really brings a really nice touch to episode four, you know, when she's like, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Like it makes it feel so much more personal. It's not that it's not just that she heard from her dad that Obi-Wan was super awesome and you should use him for help. It was that, Oh no, I know Obi-Wan's great because he saved my fucking life like 14 times in a row. What you got, Peter? So I do like the relationship between Leia and Obi-Wan and I'm glad to have it. it, it it's very well done. Um, but it does kind of put a vague damper on some New Hope stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, Leia might be a little more focused on her planet being destroyed, but she didn't give two flying fucks about Obi-Wan dying for her against Darth Vader. Maybe, maybe that was the plan. Well, she, in defense of that, <laughs> in defense of that, she didn't see Obi Wan in a New Hope. No, no, yeah, she never actually interacts with him. No, but she, she didn't is... know. She didn't know he was on the ship until Luke comes back on the ship and says Obi Wan died. He said Ben died, but yeah, well, yeah. But basically, she also knows him as Ben now. That also makes yeah. that makes that canonically work too. Doesn't she know Ben's there? She does. I'm could have sworn they mentioned that they came with Ben, Obi Wan Kenobi. But again, I guess she didn't see him at all. Didn't know where he was. She probably thought she was getting on the Millennium Falcon and she was going to be looking Obi Wan in the face when she got there. She's probably looking around, going, "What's going on?" And then Luke <laughs> comes in and goes, "Oh, Darth Vader killed him." And then 
Though it does make it fucks up a little bit more because she's like, well, I spent more time with this dude than you ever did, and I'm not crying, and my planet just got blown up. So... But she also, she's, I mean, if you look at it overall, she's just much more emotionally mature. She just watched her planet get fucking destroyed, and she kept that shit together. Yeah, but she didn't need to in the situation she's in. Yeah, but that just might be like. Basically, her... it sounds like Princess Leia is a stone cold bitch. I, <laughs> she kind of had to be. I, I, I absolutely love Princess Leia. She's, she's a, one of the best she's characters. A, in she is a consummate politician. Yeah. She she holds her own under pressure. She, uh, yeah. She could go. She could go up and give a pref, press conference in front of the Senate right now. So yeah. I saw this really funny meme that was like me watching uh, a New Hope. Um, or, like, me watching the original trilogy or something, and it was like, oh, look, Luke Skywalker is like his dad because he flies all the things, and Leia was like her mom because the politics. And then, you, and then, you know, oh, me watching Obi-Wan. Oh, Leia's more like her dad. Look at that little drama bitch. Well, it is also worth noting that Luke was absolutely more like Padme than he was like Anakin. Everyone takes it like, oh, he's clearly Anakin's son because he was a Jedi and he was a good pilot. But he was definitely really good at, <laughs> like, Oh, no, I'm not saying people. you want... It was, it's just, like, a reference because she's, like, just been so sassy. She has been, she's got some of that Anakin sass, for sure. She definitely does. And Luke really doesn't. No. <laughs> no, he's, he's kind of a wet blanket in yeah. episodes four and five. And then in six... He's allowed to be a wet blanket because now he's a Jedi Master. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what that. they're supposed to do. I don't know. Um, one one little small thing that I thought was really neat as far as trivia goes. So um, Leia's uh, little robot, her little droid is Lola. named Lola. Yeah. Apparently Carrie Fisher, when growing up, had a pet bird. And the bird's name was Lola. And it has the same color as Lola the uh, droid and everything like that. So it was a direct reference to Carrie Fisher's life, and I thought that was really interesting. That's that's pretty adorable. Um, it's also a little fucked up that they named the droid after her pet bird, and then heavily implied that the droid is going to betray her. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that, that, that. but it's not. It's not her fault. Reva did We don't know that. We it. don't actually know that. <laughs> well, no, I think Reva reprogrammed that. That they stole the droid. That is almost certainly what's going to happen, but we don't actually know that that's the case. <laughs> Yeah, it did freak me out. That I'm like, no, her eyes not supposed to be red. That's not right. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> No, no. She's a good droid. She she's happy, pretty droid, not evil, mean droid. What are you doing here? Yeah. I don't like this. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I, I make these minor things. It's like, oh, it is a little weird now that we have Leia actually having a relatively close relationship with Ben. I don't and think... she doesn't seem phased at all in A New Hope. But it's it's a minor nitpick. And I've she's... been having a lot of fun with this she's show. Probably, she's probably also not going to see him for another 10 years until... Yeah, because he's going to go back and look after Luke. Yes. So it's it's one of those... Like, I could see ju- them justifying them like, yeah, she still knows Obi-Wan will ha- help her, and he really is probably her only hope. But then when he dies, she's like, well, that was a necessary sacrifice for the fate of the republic obi-wan knew what he was getting into and he wouldn't have been in that situation if he wasn't willing to do that so that's a good republic general there and he did his duty as a jedi and he is probably great so she probably justified it to herself too oh i'm sure she's sad inside but again she's a professional 
like Stephanie said, emotionally mature. She knows she's been raised from birth to be stoic and a princess. I did love her dropping that line on uh, Third Sister and her not giving a fuck. <laughs> she's like, I am a princess of Alderaan. You have no rights here, you little dumb bitch. <laughs> How about when fucking Vader dragged Obi-Wan through that fire, bro? Oh, that was wonderful. Okay, the, the, the Obi-Wan, or the uh, Darth Vader as Pepe Le Pew scene was great. Uh, I did enjoy Obi-Wan immediately running away and... Okay, you can say it. Oh, I don't think you're gonna... I don't think I'm gonna say what you think I'm gonna say. What are you gonna say? Uh, so someone captured a screenshot yeah, okay, you are of the it. moment when he, he's running towards the high ground. The first time Obi when when Darth Vader first pops out and he draw, draws his lightsaber and Obi Wan goes, "You think he's gonna like? All right, time to fight." And he goes, "Nope, time to run away." Yeah. Which every single martial art will tell you is the first step in self defense. And using martial arts for self defense, the first step is run away. Yeah. You only fight if you can't run away. <laughs> and that seems like a very Jedi thing. Run away. Can you run away? Is that an option? Do it. <laughs> Do it. So. This was kind of addressing some of my concerns with Vader actually encountering Obi-Wan before A New Hope, in that it's only been a few years, and Vader is already outskilling and outpowering Obi-Wan by such a it's huge been, amount. It's been 10. Yeah. It's been 10 years of him harboring that hate and anger and working on his stuff. And Obi-Wan working in some fucking meatpacking factory. And specifically yes. closing himself off to his connection to the Force. Yes. Which, that... I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, Obi-Wan's weaker than he should be. Uh, that's not the argument. It is, this encounter should not have happened on the grounds that Vader really should have just completely decimated him. The fact that now Vader has even an inkling of Obi-Wan being active as a Jedi in the universe, but he still manages to train Luke a little bit. And, and he still manages to evade him for eight more years. Yeah, exactly. Vader Especially going to Tatooine? Hates he would, he would go to Tatooine to murder Obi-Wan. Of course. Okay. Irritating. Alright, so people do laugh about that. They're like, okay, so um, they left Luke with his aunt and uncle, who Anakin's met. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is on the planet where they found him originally using his same last name and just a weirdly affected first name that yeah. sounds a lot like his real name. And Vader never thought to go check up on that. And uh, I did see a great meme. Somebody has it. It's Vader talking to the Emperor. And uh, the Emperor says that information to him. And Vader looks back at him and he goes, are you really so stupid to think that, uh, that Obi-Wan would be that obvious? Obviously, that's a trap to get me to go there and they're going to murder me. None of those people are actually involved in this. <laughs> and like, you know, it's the double faint. It's so obvious so over, that it can't covert. be. It's so over. Yeah, exactly. It's so over. It's covert. And like, oh, there's no way Obi-Wan would be that stupid. That guy trained me and I'm fucking amazing. So there's no way he'd be dumb enough to do that and be that obvious. So we don't even have to look into that lead. <laughs> I... I... Funny joke, I do feel like Vader would check it just from... He would, might not go himself, but he would send an Inquisitor. Well, he'd send well, somebody. He, well, he did send yeah. the Inquisitors. Yeah. Not for Obi-Wan to Tatooine. Not the yet. Inquisitors went to Tatooine because they were chasing a different Jedi. Yeah, but had they got an inkling that 
Obi-Wan was there, they probably would have said something. Which was kind of my point, yes. But they didn't say nothing. Yeah, but they, they also probably don't know Vader's past or any of the Skywalker of stuff. Too, considering she's the one that revealed to Obi-Wan that Anakin is in fact alive and super evil. She did use yeah, Anakin. Yeah, but she, she might yeah. only know that Obi-Wan trained him when he was Anakin. She might not know, like, that they found him on Tatooine and, like, he has, like, family there. Due to his heroics in the Clone Wars, Anakin was ridiculously famous and known across the Republic. Yeah, he was pretty much the most famous Jedi who ever lived. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and everybody knew his story from being the lone pod racer. Well, obviously they forgot him because nobody brought it back up. There's some issues being created by this, but it's it's not new to a Star Wars show. I'm still I'm I'm still honestly thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I I I'm struggling with it. It's sometimes, but it's not because like oh this is boring and I hate it. It's just like I don't know. I think the Rise of Skywalker made me like Star Wars less. (laughs) Well. The thing that the thing that pissed me off about it is when they go to Fortress and Quisitorius, um, they use literally the exact it's the exact same entrance as in Fallen Order, the video game. Cool. That's why it worked for Cal. They'd never thought they would try that shit again. Right? <laughs> like nobody's gonna be stupid enough to do this again. Just kidding. Um again, so overt it's so overt it's covert. They need to like work on their underground uh window shit. Yeah, why <laughs> Why do you have glass windows in an underwater base? To be f- no, uh, so and, and to be fair, to be fair, they have big glass windows on their spaceships, right? Yes. Do you know what happens when you shoot out the big glass windows on the it's spaceships? Yes. It it has a it has a giant metal thing that automatically locks yes. in and nothing gets out. I remember doing that all the time in Force Unleashed. Yes. Why don't they just fucking happen. have that on the wa- underwater things? It's obviously a technology they have and can use. I don't know. It, it would make a lot of sense, but here's the real reason: uh, because they needed that for Cal to escape, and, and they and, needed that for Obi Wan to escape, and then to make Obi Wan also look awesome, holding back the entire weight of the ocean using the Force after he yeah. was barely able to move a pencil earlier. Yeah. It's basically showing that, yeah, he's very quickly getting his connection back. But no, um... I did love when he, um, fucking snuck in that room and fucked those two stormtroopers. It <laughs> um, was reminiscent of the Force Unleashed 2 trailer. Yes. When Starkiller's breaking out and it's just slowly ruining a bunch of stormtroopers that were sent in to kill him. It was, it was great. I yeah. also, like, and there's, like, a freaking meme running around and it's, like, Obi-Wan trying to sneak out of the fortress with Leia on his coat and it's like really nobody no I was nobody saying was that, like, that's a little weird I was saying that as we're watching it I'm like nobody no, nobody's nobody's looking at the dude in the jacket with obviously two like she's not even like like in between his legs or she's off to the side like fully I'm like it looks like two kids in a trench coat trying to sneak into an R-rated movie what is going on right now it's literally the meme that is going around. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. That, that's what it looks like. It's two kids in a trench coat trying to sneak into our rating movie. I'm like, that is... There's too many feet, guys. Has nobody noticed the feet? I did enjoy I the, the snow speeders uh, swooping in was kind of neat. I guess they weren't snow speeders. They were sewage speeders because apparently they were used to haul sewage. Gross. I did like that throwaway line there that was quick. It was interesting. 
Yeah. But no, it makes no fucking sense. The only thing that, okay, the, the latest episode was great in some parts, but there was a couple of nitpicky things that really annoyed me. One, when, um, what's her face, the Imperial officer who's not an Imperial officer, but is also. She I is an is, Imperial officer. She's just, just also a turncoat. Helping. She's also yeah. a turncoat. When she's yeah. sitting there in the control room, just talking into her thing at like a normal volume. And even the dude over to her right, even like looks at her and goes, what? And then goes in the back, breaks a dude's neck and leaves him there with other people in the room and still doesn't get caught. I'm like, I couldn't even get away with that in a Star Wars video game. You're not getting away with that in quote unquote real life. That's not happening. You're not, no, that's, that doesn't make sense. The guy was definitely overhearing your conversation. He heard you say, Obi-Wan, okay? <laughs> you're on, you're at the base of operations for where they track down and murder Jedi. And somebody said Obi-Wan and didn't, everybody didn't go immediately. Lock it down. I don't even care. Lock it down now. So that um, nitpicky, that annoyed me. Yeah, it, I, I, I thought about that. But when it is showing that scene with the next snap, it, it does show that all the other officers appear to be gone. There was still one when, uh, when it goes back when she walks back out. The dude that looked gave her the suspicious suspicious look in the first place is still sitting at the exact same console when she sits back down. Yeah, no, that's but, I mean, that's where it got rough for me. The guy that was already suspicious of her, she walks away after being reprimanded by a senior officer, comes back and sits back down, and that guy she just goes, I don't know what happened there. Mm, nothing, got nothing. It could theoretically be argued that it was all part of her plan to get the the droid hack so that she can hunt down this secret Jedi underground railroad. But I think that's giving the character a little bit too much credit. I think so. a lot of it does seem to be learned in the moment. That's some Vader shit where, yeah. where you find out afterwards that he was putting a track a tracking a tracker on the uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy uh, speaking of the Jedi uh, underground railroad. Um, in the little safe room that they bring him in, uh, in Arabesh, apparently in the background, um, one of the people that scrawled their names on the wall was Caleb. <laughs> was was Caleb Doom. Caleb Doom. That would make sense how he ended up being, you know, yeah. not Caleb Doom anymore. <laughs> yeah, they had, to, they had to scrub his identity, and now he's Kanan Jarrus. Yep. But I, I did enjoy that. Apparently, yeah, somebody's like, yeah, if you slow it down, look at this frame, and you read the, and you translate the Arabesh, it says Caleb. And I'm like, all right. Awesome. Wasn't I, I would Quinlan love to Voss see more of those on that like that. thing too, right? I, be, I believe Quinlan Voss is on. It was on the wall on there too. Oh, apparently there's another thing going around where someone has slowed it down to a part in the Phantom Menace where they're walking through. I think the town on Tatooine, and apparently if you slow it down enough, you can see Quinlan Voss in the background. No. It's probably just somebody of the same species. It's not actually Quinlan Voss. Telling you what the internet told me. <laughs> I didn't see that. I'm gonna have to look into this. If I see it again, I will send it to you. Perfect. So overall, oh, it's just some of the same species. There's, there's no identifier specifically showing that that's Quinlan Voss. Yeah, the only way you'd be able to identify it is if he had lightsabers. They're hiding. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing a. Literally, the only reason people are like this is like the skin tone's kind of similar, and he, there's that yellow line across the face. Mm, it could be him. It could be. But it could also be literally one anyone else who has a yellow line across their face. It could be that that's where they got the character Quinlan Voss because he had not been talked about yeah. at all. He is not he had not been created when they made the Phantom Menace. So they're like, oh, that guy was cool in the background. Did you see that? He had a weird stripe, what white yellow stripe across his nose. Let's make a Jedi like that. Yeah, yeah. Jedi. 
I don't know. Uh, Obi-Wan has been great. The music is so fucking fantastic. Absolutely. I've actually heard that as a complaint from a lot of people, though, because it is a brand new composition, and all of it's new, and there's just there's just illusions and inclusions from original Star Wars music, and that like you haven't actually heard any true Star Wars music of the original. People are like, well, so those people are dumb because this mu- music is being made for Star Wars, so it is true Star but, Wars. But uh, but that's what they're saying is like, well, you're not actually getting the Force theme or Obi Wan's theme or the yeah, Imperial I'm talking- March. The music for Star Wars is already kind of fucking weird. The Force theme in and of itself is a weird one in that it, when it was originally composed, it was Luke's theme. Yes. It was specifically Luke Skywalker's theme. It would play for him. But then when we got Phantom Menace, um, it became the Force theme because they would use that for any heroic moment involving any Force user. Yeah. And it's like, well, now Luke doesn't have his own theme exactly. anymore. No. It doesn't make sense. But And that's why I've liked the music so much, because it is wholly original and really intriguing, but you can hear and feel all the elements from every other Star Wars movie ever yeah. all inside of it, because John Williams is fucking amazing. Yeah. And I will say that it That sounds like someone times. just wanting to be angry at the show rather than it being illegitimate. See, that, that's what I thought too, but I'm like, I've heard that complaint, and I'm like, are you not listening to it then? We've, oh, we've uh, did y'all hear about them? They're going to play the on the 22nd. They're going to do theatrical releases for Kenobi so you can watch them, the whole series in theaters. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. I don't. Right? It's at like a Cineplex or something. I'm sure. And I don't think. I, we... I, I absolutely want to do that. I would love to do that, but I don't think we have anywhere near us that'll be showing it. Right. We'll have to look Maybe it. when we're on our trip to Disney, if they're doing it down there, we can. Ooh, we do right. have a free day. That so we were considering something like that. We were either what we were talking about though was seeing Thor: Love and Thunder. So it's gonna it's gonna come out while we're there. Oh, it will, won't it? Yeah. If we can get tickets, that'd be awesome. Right. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of movies that just came out that we enjoyed. Oh. Top Gun Maverick was oh. fucking amazing. <laughs> Honestly, legitimately, no. No, really no caveats, nothing like that. Um, I love the original to- top, top Gun. One of my top ten movies. Watch it as many times as you want. I can quote that movie to you backwards and forwards. <coughs> and this one was better. Legitimately, the um, it was just as visually stunning as the original, if not more so. Um, because, they again, they used practical effects. They flew real jets. They did everything like that. And the writing was so much better. I believe that. So much of it. I, um, I cried three times during that fucking movie. Like, legitimately teared up. I'm like, oh, oh, choked up. Like, almost cried. Like, full-on cried in a movie theater. Three times during fucking Top Gun, yeah. man. It's messed up. Well, there, was, so, there was one CG. Uh, there was one CG plane in it. There was one that they couldn't, uh, couldn't do. That's fair. They, they fly an F-14 at one point in time, and every single F-14... In, Amer- in the world was retired and they finished getting all of them out of service in 2006, I believe. So there wow. was not an F-14 to be able to be flown. <laughs> so they had to CGI the, uh, the outside of it. The inside cockpit shots are all actually shot in a different tandem jet with a, with a rear uh, navigator. But everything from the outside they had to CG because they don't have that plane anymore. It doesn't exist. Well, what I was going to point out, since we were talking about Star Wars things, um, was that we did get the 
trailer for Bad Batch Season 2, which is coming this fall, and we also got the trailer for the next Star Wars Jedi game, which is the sequel to Fallen Order, uh, called Survivor, and that comes out next year. I did not see the trailer for Survivor. Um, I did see Bad Batch, and I'm excited. I have seen the Survivor trailer. Uh, That one came out a little while ago. I'm very yeah i mean they haven't really revealed too much yet it's mostly just kind of some pretty like uh scene shot like scenic shots and then just the voice being like oh cali you thought yeah you thought you could be a leader we'll show you um speaking of video games that are coming out soon that i'm excited about uh shredder's revenge comes out next week the Ninja Turtles game? I, I've i heard that that's going to be like all online, though. Uh, digital only? Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> no, like, online only. like. I don't believe so, but I'll double check. I mean, this was a conversation I was listening to secondhand, so I could have mixed things up. This is the one where they're basically, um, they redid like the original, uh, like almost arcade game, right? Yeah, it's like a spiritual successor to Turtles in Time. Okay. With six-player co-op and Casey being one of the playable characters. Ooh, actually, that's kind of neat. Like original Casey 90s Casey Jones. Neat. Baller. And the, so he looks like a fucking psychopath. I've still got April O'Neil, and I guess you can be... Um, you can be Splinter as well, Splinter. plus the four original Turtles. All right, so Splinter, April, Casey, Casey and then the, the boys. Yeah. That's seven. That is seven. Yeah, but characters. six play people can play at once. There's oh. seven playable characters. Ah, okay. Oh. But up to six people can play at once. Though. That's actually kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think you could only do four in the original. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited. I don't think you could do that on a console. I think you had to do it in the ar- arcade game. Yeah, you had to do it in the arcade game. Because the they, they ported it for the console. I can't remember which one. I think it was Sega. Um, it is also worth noting... Uh, that if you are exclusively wanting physical editions, you can go to Limited Run Games, where they have standard editions as well as a collector's edition. comes with a steelbook case of one of the old figures of Shredder, the soundtrack on CD, a poster, uh, pixel art, so it's like a 3D poster as well, the strategy guide, a mini arcade, a fake cassette for it, like in, you know, like that. And the actual game itself comes in like an old-style... Uh, like toy cartoon, like you have to peel it off and that shit. That's cool. Okay. Neat. Oh, and apparently a coupon for a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. (laughs) I doubt that's real. I think that's mostly just a bit. That That better be in there. I want a free personal pan pizza. No, I'm I'm certain you get the thing, but I'm thinking that's not like a real coupon. It might be. Pizza Hut's the the pizza that they get, I believe, in the first TMNT movie. In the movie, yes. Yeah. yeah. Pizza Hut commercials used to, like, they um, always have the Ninja Turtles in them in the 90s. Yeah, that's the official pizza that the turtles eat. I am so excited about this. I cannot wait for this game. Um, I'm going to make so many different people play it with me who don't like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> don't like Hey, I like the Ninja Turtles. I'll play it with you. Right? <laughs> uh, Dibs on Donatello. That's fine. I'm, uh, Casey's in it. I'm going to play Casey. Oh, play Casey. Again, <laughs> Casey's just Donatello, but with a hockey stick instead of a bow staff, okay? Yeah, I'm okay with that. 
I have it. I have the fucking mask from the '90s movie. I will wear that the entire time I'm playing. Oh, please do, please do. <laughs> I have a Donatello belt buckle. Would that count? Is that, is that, is that good enough? Yes. I don't think I have a purple bandana. My hair is long enough again that it doesn't look stupid when I wear it. I don't think I have a purple bandana to put over my eyes. I'm sorry. Disappointed. Uh, well, that we would is... have to do that for like a stream where we had cameras on our face, Just to be so that they could see what was going on. Yeah. Uh, that is gonna bring us to the. Oh, we're speedrunning um, already. I did something a little, little different. Um. Someone left a comment on one of our last videos that I wanted to oh, Someone watched share. our shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is for you, uh, JGilmer42. Um, and I especially wanted to bring this up because uh, they, they brought up some good points that I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't talk about. So he says, or she, they, whoever, uh, first off, love the podcast. Thank you. Seen every episode. Loved Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac should get an award for outstanding lead in a drama series. Mm -hmm. Not only did it address mental illness, but we also get a little Egyptian history lesson. None of you mentioned the soundtrack, which I thought was great. Mm. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. That's a good point. That's a good point. Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow was okay, but I think William Dafoe would have been a better choice for a villain. I wanted more storyline on Khonshu, and the hippo confused me at first. I had to rewatch the episode. I feel you on that. The hippo also confused me, but I loved the hippo. I will say Willow. To be fair, they did blatantly get Tolerette's lore wrong, so that would probably confuse a lot of people. And we couldn't use William Willem Dafoe, as he is Norman Osborn in the MCU. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Different timelines. Uh, Still Norman Osborn. From what I've read, there will be a season two without Oscar Isaac. The storyline will continue with Jake Lockley, which I'm... Wait, how are they doing without Oscar Isaac? Also my question. Um, Regarding Bruce Campbell, it would be so cool to get him involved in season two. Uh, Peter, I agree with you. Hawkeye was a great series. Yeah, best MCU show. I'm going to mess her name up so bad. Alaqua Cox as Maya Lopez was my fave character. She will be in the Disney series Echo slated for next year. Can't wait to watch, but it doesn't look like there will be a season two of Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm thinking. No, that we're not seeing anything that. It won't be season two of Hawkeye. They'll just do. They'll, Hawkeye might show up, or uh, at least uh, Kate might show up in that Echo series. Well, I've heard Kate is possibly going to show up in the Miss Marvel series as well. Oh, it's already be... started that we haven't watched yet. Yeah. I have not so watched it wouldn't be overly surprising if they're having Kate be the one that puts together the young Avengers. That would make because she was first. That makes sense. She was kind of the one. Not really, there was a team before Kate joins it in the comics. No, I she's mean, just in the, the MCU makes it here. not a. Yeah, yeah. She's the one that kind of made it a legitimate team in the comics. Yes, when she joined it, mostly because she had money, so she, she could afford it. to get yeah. the proper uniforms and shit. They could actually look like a team. And then when the team comes back after its initial disbandment, it's actually America who puts it together. But America since Chavez. she's a character, yeah, America Chavez. Since she's a character who exists in the MCU as well, I would actually, I think, rather just have her be in the main team at this point. I don't necessarily I'm, want I, to wait. It's looking like or... the Young Avengers they're going with. It looks like Kate Bishop, America yeah, Chavez, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um, I don't know who because they, they're gonna have to have some sort of Iron Boy. So there's been there's that's the question is do they do they go with do they go with well the we we don't Iron know what's going on with Iron Girl 
we don't know what's going on with Vision in uh, with his new form after WandaVision. They could recast the character, because why not? Because Vision, is, after his death in Avengers Assembled, the first time he comes back, is in Young Avengers. He is uh, Iron Lad's armor that got left behind. Uh, Vision's consciousness go, gets downloaded into it and helps the team out. Yeah. No, not Vision. Um, it, it, it's Iron Lad's consciousness, like a copy of it. That starts calling himself Vision because he's got part Vision in there as well. Yeah, because he merged and, the AI or some shit like that. Yeah, and since Iron Lad was Kang the Conqueror and that's the next big villain, that works out with it too. Uh, we did get a few other members get set up as characters that exist in the universe. Uh, the Patriot was briefly appeared in um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or oh, Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier, or whatever we're calling it right now. Yeah. Um, we do the twins, uh, Scarlet Witch's twins. Those are both Young Avengers. They managed to come yeah, back but, to life somehow. But they still don't technically exist right now in this universe. In the yeah, universe. but it, it, their existence is kind of weird as shit in the comics too. So we, it, they could just pop up with older recast characters. Um, Cassie Lang is old enough now to be doing that since they aged her up after the blip. Uh, so she could be their version of Ant-Man or whatever. I think she, what, what, her name's Stature when she's in the Young Avengers. Um, and what's the other one? There's another one. Yeah. They don't have a Thor equivalent in the Young Avengers. Oh, uh, we could be getting the, the, the Hulkling, um, the Hulkling in Secret Invasion. Yeah, Hulkling, he's a scroll. No, he's like insane. the prince of the scrolls in the yeah. pre Empire. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Young Avengers never really had a Thor equivalent. Like Their said, yeah, Thor equivalent was one right. of the twins. They had, um, is it Billy? I think it's B Billy. Uh, Wanda's one of her, her kids. He initially goes by Asgardian to, because Iron Lion's like, no, we need a Thor. But his power set was so different. He ends up changing his name to Wiccan. Yeah, because he's, he's basically got the same power set as his mom. Yeah, but That's his is similar. like he doesn't cast specific spells. Um, the way he uses his magic is he just chants what he wants to have happen very, very quickly. Yeah, he just, it's willpower. Yeah, exactly. Cool, it, it, cool, his cool, cool, his cool. power is the secret. If you yeah. manifest it, it will happen. Well, that is going to bring us to extra. Wait, did we even do the, the speed? That was the speed run. That, that, was, speed run. that was the whole speed run? Yep, that was just it. Just me ranting about the Young Avengers? Cool. I enjoyed it thoroughly, <laughs> honestly. So this week, um, I've got. Uh, too. Um, Dose. My... Oh, fucking Yelena Belova, too. That could be the Black Widow for the Young Avengers since they oh, might yeah. have called you. Yeah, because yeah, they're, making, they're making them slightly together. older. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, the, it's an article slash video of um, Stephen Colbert explaining why he'd follow Taylor Swift into battle. Um, and he says that he'll love her till the day she dies. Or he dies. Someone dies. Um, it was just a really, just a really sweet thing. Uh, basically it talks about how they were at some, uh, award show and his daughter just loves Taylor Swift. Um, don't blame her. No I blame. too am yeah, a Swifty. Um, and she kind of fangirled out and he was like, well, do you want to like, want to go meet her? Like we can go say hi. Um, and then they, they went over and just Taylor was just an absolute dream and was so polite and encouraging and you know it was more about his daughter and less about her type of thing so it was just really really cool um that's so touching he loves he loves her taylor swift seems like a nice lady 
And then in your weekly dose of Disney, uh, this is a uh, video also embedded within an article of a Disney cast member shutting down a proposal as he snatches the ring from the guest. I've heard about this. In Disneyland Paris, yeah. Yeah. The so, worst part is the guy had permission to be where he was at, too. Did he? Yes. Uh, I've looked in, I looked into this uh, because you sent this to me originally. Um, so the guy's like, he's up on one of the, sta the stage platforms where they have, they're doing the show. Like, but none of the characters are there. And apparently the guy did get prior permission to be up there specifically to do this so that their friends could take good pictures and they had unobstructed views of them in front of, um, was it Rapunzel's castle in France? Sleeping Beauty's Sleeping castle? Sleeping Beauty's castle. Rapunzel doesn't have a castle. Yeah, you know what I meant. She's got a tower. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so that they'd have unobstructed views from them to the castle kind of thing like that. He got permission apparently. And this guy is... But did he typically, typically, if you have permission to do something like that, you'll be escorted. You'll have cast members with you that know what's going on so that shit like that doesn't happen. Apparently, the cast member that knew what was going on was standing in front of the thing. And the guy that didn't know what was going on and intervened came from behind the platform and didn't they weren't able to stop him from doing it. That's just what I read. Don't know for sure. I don't know. I know uh, that, that is pretty similar to what I read is that he did have permission to do it and that just someone else didn't understand that he had permission to do it. Yeah. Um, not going to lie. I'd have punched the dude. You take the <laughs> ring out of my hand. I don't know that you're not stealing from me, bro. All right. I mean, I, I honestly, it didn't surprise me because uh, people do a lot of crazy things to try and get that perfect whatever. Um so, like, it's not the first time that someone, whether they have permission or not, was somewhere they weren't supposed to be trying to do something. So, anyway. No, I could see why the guy did it. Uh, 100%. I don't blame him for that. But, yeah. again, I wouldn't have blamed the guy that was getting down on one knee if he had stood up and punched the dude in the face when he just <laughs> tried to steal his ring. Right. He grabbed it out of his hand and walked away with it. It's I know. Not, he, didn't, he walked down the stairs to try and get oh, yeah. them to find Yeah, but them. from the perspective of the dude who had the ring, who bought the ring, it's like, that motherfucker just stole my ring. <laughs> I'd be a little upset. I'm not going to lie. I'd be a little upset. Pita, you're up. Uh, I am a big fan of the channel Death Battle, owned by Rooster Teeth. Their most recent release was Homelander versus Omni-Man, and that's what my extra bit is. Uh, absolute curb stomp in a direction that I think we all know which way it would go. It's just, it's just great. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is watch it. Yeah, watch it. Zachary. Especially uh, if you don't like the boys, it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> um, my fun one was, uh, I think my last couple have been about uh, all the freaking people that are going to be in the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special. Um, they have now tapped a new person to be the villain in this one. Well, but I think he's going to... This is the arc for the new season, not just the 60th anniversary. I know he's starting in the 60th anniversary. Um, there will be an American on Doctor Who. One Neil Patrick Harris will be the villain, at least for the 60th anniversary special, and possibly more. And then awesome. it's also rumored that Matt Smith will also... Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've seen that rumor as well, that yeah, that Matt Smith is supposed to be coming back as, as well for the 60th. So it's, it sounds like they're basically going to, um, I guess, uh, degenerate the Doctor back through like the last yeah, four it, Doctors kind of thing like yeah, that, that almost. Yeah, that's kind of what it, it's going to degenerate into 10. And then that's how they're kind of getting away with him not using a regeneration. 
don't know. That's just what I read. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I we, mean, gotta, we have to figure out where we can stream this because I don't want to wait five million years for the DVD set to come out. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. That They'll Matt's probably release this one in theaters. For this after yeah, Morbius. But we we haven't even plus. watched 13's season. Yeah. Well. I've heard some pretty lukewarm reviews on 13. Well, I want to watch it. I do also want to watch it as well, but I will say most of the uh, the anniversary specials are similar to the Christmas specials. Um, you'll need to watch them to enjoy the next season, but you won't have to you won't have to have watched the previous or next season in order to enjoy the specials. Yeah, but I'm the type yeah. of person that like will feel confused, and I I want to know. I just just generally, yeah. I will say the la the 50th anniversary special. Which was amazing. Um, again, you could have completely watched it by itself, and you would have been just fine. To watch anything set after it, you needed to have watched it. Funnily enough, I actually so the 50th anniversary. That is the the, the one with um, David Tennant and Matt Smith, and then yeah. John Hurt. So that was the one that I watched that got me into Doctor Who. I watched that before I saw any of the rebooted series. My brother played it for me. I was like, I actually really like this. Yeah, and and again, to watch anything after it. You needed to have yeah. watched it, but to watch it, you didn't need to watch anything before it to go. That was fucking good. Yeah. I like these characters. This is kind of interesting. Right. They're both. They're so, all three the same guy. Oh, that's kind of cool. All right. That's some sci-fi so bullshit. I jumped back to the beginning of the reboot because I wasn't going to watch the original, and I was like, yeah, this is absolutely great. I do want to give Thirteens a, a try. I've heard bad reviews, but the internet is an awful place. Yeah, the it internet. The internet is the wrong worst, a lot of the times. The worst fans of anything are the, the fans of that thing. Right. And Jodie Whittaker is a phenomenal actress, so I, like, just in general, yes. Yeah. So it's like I maybe, mean, maybe I should. From what I understand, is just people got off on the wrong foot to begin with because they were like, "Oh, the doctor can't be a man." Can't be a woman, and Whatever. in fact, can be, and has wanted to be multiple times when he's regenerated. Yeah. Has and wanted I, to be either a woman or ginger or both. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. The only thing when I finally watch it will upset that I will be a little upset by is if when he turns into 13, if he doesn't grab his chest and go, hmm, well, those are new or something to that effect. <laughs> That's all I want. You want him to acknowledge the titties. Yes. Okay. As he will. He acknowledges when he gets new teeth. So. <laughs> yeah, he acknowledges quite a bit. That I being said, if we're referring to the newly regenerated 13th Doctor, which is female, we should probably go, yes, she needs to acknowledge that she has tits now. <laughs> what did I say? He. It's the he. Doctor. It's this the, is the it's doctor. the Doctor. And because there's been like nine, or we haven't. There's been 11. 13 male doctors. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you count John Hurt, yeah, 13. If you count the War yeah. Doctor, there's been 13. <laughs> And now there's and now there is already announced a fourteenth male doctor, yeah. um, and not one of them is ginger. I'm still upset that he hasn't cool. been a ginger yet. He really wants to be a ginger. He really does. He <laughs> keeps asking about it. I'm just saying, he keeps asking about it. How funny would it be if Karen Gillian came back to play the doctor? It wouldn't be the first time that the doctor regenerated into someone that he's seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of Peter Capaldi being in there. He was in another episode, which Karen Gillian is actually in that episode, too. I know. I'm bringing it all back around. 
<laughs> Karen Gillian is in the fires of Pompeii. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, uh, we've prattled on. Hey, she'd probably for some come time. back, but she'd shave her head. <laughs> Can put a fake fake beard on her then. Okay, I'm in. Let's do it. Fake that... ginger beard. That'd be funny. I'd be entertained. I'd laugh. Peter's done with us. A little. <laughs> uh, well, with any luck, a new 8-Bit Cat Show will be out next Friday. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You can also find us on Patreon, Facebook, and Instagram. And until next time, geek out, be fabulous, and have fun. We promise not to miss this many times in a row again. I promise. Oh, we definitely will. <laughs> <laughs>